Ah, a good in Erev Shabbos, Parshas Chukas in Erev Yisrael, and Chutzlar, it's Parshas Koyach. I'll tell you this, many people, uh, they say about Koyach, Parshas Uyofani Drosha. There's a lot of Droshas to say about it. Because whenever there's a Machlokas, there's many ways of looking at things. Um, just the most important thing that I think we mentioned a little bit last week is that Machlokas leads to death. And the, the farther a person stays from Machlokas, the better his life is. Uh, many, many Gedolim in Eretz Yisrael um, have said a, similar phrases. Basically, that nobody, have they ever met somebody who ever really has lost from being Mevater and giving in when it comes to Machlokas. Um, the biggest problem is when the Machlokas comes to be Hashem Shemayim. And we mentioned last week is that, uh, I'm not sure if we mentioned it, but I'll just reiterate it. There's a idea that on the second day of creation, Machlokas was created. That by Avdel bin Maim, the Maim, the upper waters and lower waters, it seemed to be a time when there was separation happening. But many people ask a very astute question. But on the first day also, we have Del Ben Or Ben and Hashem separated between light and darkness. So, if Mondays are not cursed because of machlokas between the upper waters and lower waters, it's cursed because you have to go to work. Now, <laughs> Monday is cursed because machlokas. What about Sunday? There was a machlokas there between light and dark. Again, I'm sorry to repeat it, but it's so it's such an important yisod. When it comes to two things that are so distinct and separate, light and darkness, that's not a machlokas. That's a reality. They're two different things. Apples and oranges, they're, they're separate. They're both fruit, but when it comes to upper waters and lower waters, they're both water. And there's a separation between the two. That's when machlokas exists. Machlokas exists when there are two people who want to, family members and community members that want to do things and they want to do things differently and they each have their own ideas. Not simple things. Not simple. But Hashem should bless us. We should daven. Daven Hashem should help us end machlaikas. If we ask Hashem, Hashem, you know what's right. You help the right thing be. Not because I want it. If it's the right thing, Hashem, help it be. Zai gebenched. Stay away from machlaikas. There's an, another idea that I think is crucial for us to know. And it, it has to do in the parsha of Chukas. But now, before you get to Chukas, let's say one more thing about uh, Korach. There was a Magefa that happened. That um, after the people who wanted to lay claim to be doing the Voda in the base of Mikdash, there was a, a Magefa that hit. 14,000 people died. How do we stop the Magefa? HaKadosh Baruch told Moshe to go tell Aaron, take your Ketoris shovel and put fire on it and go into the Mizbeach and, um, and, and take care of, of, of this and go in the middle and um, stand amongst the people and the Magefa will stop. 
And that's what he did. He stood between the live people and dying people, and uh, and the Magifa stopped. Why did it have to be Keturus? So it seems to be very clear. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Rashi may have even mentioned it. But um, I think it's a Chazal elsewhere, is that the Keturus... Um, Rashi brings down that they were they were complaining about the Ketoros. The Ketoros killed people. All those people who wanted to be Zohar to do the Ketoros, they put their their shovels into the to to be accepted, and they weren't accepted. They all died. Two hundred fifty people. And the only one that didn't was Iron, and they knew that if they put this in, and it wasn't something that was desired by God, they would die. And they were, they wanted to be Moshe Nefesh to see how right they are. They're outside of the Machlokas. They died. Nothing really good happened from that. So, but Kodesh Baruch Hu Rashi brings down that he says, now take the Torah, the very thing that led these people to die and go end the Magifa that's expecting everybody. And we know that that the Malach HaMavis had shown Moshe Rabbeinu that in order to stop pestilence and death from happening and plagues from happening, you need to be involved with the Keturus. Nowadays, there are people who, who have a... That, that Since we don't know how to do the Keturus, people actually write a Keturus on cloth. They, they write the parsha of the Keturus, a certain Nusach to write, and and if you say it slowly or say it with understanding and meaning, and it's as if you brought the Keturus itself. And Keturus also is blesses a person who brings it with immense wealth. So it saves you from death, saves you from plague and pestilence, and it gets you wealthy. It's good idea to do it. I'm not sure, like you know, if it's but if you're just going to mumble through it and think that oh, I got my schooler in hand, oh, this is going to this is going to make me wealthy. This is going to save me from problems. Rav Gamliel says many, many times, the only thing that's going to save you from problems in the schooler realm is if you have the whole checklist, you went through all the Shulchan Aruch and you've seen, oh, I'm good. I'm doing everything right. If Chas you're going through the Shulchan Aruch and you see you know, things that are not being done properly, so how do you expect a schooler to help a person? That's, that's what Rav Gamliel is saying. So, Keturus could be Chasr Shalom on the one hand deadly, on the other hand it could give life. There's one other thing I want to um, mention in Parshas Chukas. The, the famous time memorial vort that Adam ki amus oil, a person who dies in the tent and they darshan it up that a person who is The Torah will only last with a person who kills himself for the Torah. Now there are a few places in Chazal where uh, people ask, uh, there's a famous story that Alexander the Great, I think it's a Gemara in, in Tamid, he went and he asked the Chachmei, the Chachamim in Eretz Yisrael, says, what should a person do to live? So they answered him, Yami says that's He should kill himself. <laughs> so, um, but what does that mean? Kill the self. 
In the term experience, El Misha means atmo. You kill your selfishness. And then, if you do things for others, then you live. I think that that's something that I've seen many times. I have a friend, I probably mentioned the story before, I had a friend whose, whose father had a hotel in Las Vegas, and we as young guys used to go and visit him. And one time, uh, we were there, and his father was sitting in a parking lot in Las Vegas. It's kind of in the evening, so it wasn't that hot. And uh, he calls us over, and he wants to introduce us to this tall guy. And he says, oh, this is, I think, Marv Goodman. I don't remember the name exactly. He's the vice mayor, the real mayor, the, the acting mayor of Las Vegas. And he looks at us, and he you know, sees keepers and tzitzis, and he says, uh, you guys are Shiva Bokers? And, he said, and we said, yeah. And it's strange to hear this guy speaking, you know, proper terminology. And he says, you know what my favorite thing is? And we were looking, thinking, um, gambling, you know, Las Vegas, I don't know, uh, you know, shows, you know, Vice, maybe leave that to Miami. No, 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 money, no, power, no. Mafia, no. What's your favorite thing? He says, you know what my favorite thing is? My favorite thing is to give tzedakah. Because there's no greater feeling than you get when you make another person happy. You're doing it for somebody else, you end up feeling the best about yourself. If you're doing it, oh, I want to make myself happy, so I'm going to go and help somebody else out, it'll probably work also. But the intention comes across when you manifest your own goodness with the intention of to help somebody else. We see a little bit also... Um, I want to say something in, in Chukas, in chapter 21, uh, verse 4. It says, It says, and the nation spoke to God and to Moshe, and it says, Why did you take us out of Mitzrayim? There's no real bread for us. And we're sick of this lechem aklokel. We're sick of this bread. This gluten-free, grain-free bread. This is what it was. It was made out of man. Nafshinu katsa. We're sick of it. What, what's going on here? And I think the hint is to how they were punished by that. The next passage says, Hashem sent the snakes out, the burning snakes, and they bit the people, and lots of people died from Klal Yisrael. I think that this is the, the Nekuda that Rashi says that... Um, ah, sorry. It's not from Rashi here, but it seems to be that they were worried. This is in the, the last year of the Midbar. They've been eating mon for 40 years, 39 years. And they say, like, how is it possible that we're machnis, we're putting things in, and nothing comes out of the body? 
Where does it all go? They're, all of a sudden, they're worried. And they're complaining about the food they had. Lamaisa, if you thought about it, it could taste like anything you wanted. Anything. And I think that this is um, why Akadosh Baruch Hu, Rav Gamliel said that Hashem sent a snake that everything he eats tastes like dirt. And so you could eat dirt. And he, he's punishing the people who could taste one thing and it could taste like everything and anything. The ingratitude of the people there was enormous. And that's why the snakes were sent. So I just think that also we have to understand that a lot of times a person who wants more and more when it comes to Gashmias, our lives could become a chase and a pursuit of more and more pleasures. And as soon as you have the pleasure, eh, it's not the great, you know, you lose your time. Hashem should bless us that we should always, if we try to have the nice things we want to have, we say, you know, let me do this. I'll share it with guests. I'll make special food on Shabbos. This is the type of thing that gives a person the, the balance that's needed to know that I'm doing things for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Hashem wants me to enjoy this as well. But I gotta make sure that it's for Hashem. Therefore I invite guests and I, t- I share with other people. And I think that that's what the snakes are supposed to remind us. That we gotta like, what are we doing this for? Why are we complaining? Hashem should bless us that we should never lose sight of what's important in life always have our priorities straight and know to be a giver, to help somebody else out is going to be much more fulfilling than having another steak or another lamb chop or even pressed duck. Shemesha blesses we could have all these delicious things to share with others for mitzvahs, Shabbos, Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Chodesh, Yom Tov, Hashem, Hashem will bless us with everything we need in this world and hopefully in the next. Zayi Ben, have an amazing Shabbos.